it's a very interesting, sharp yeah. left turn yeah. that the play takes at that moment. What's going on at the Stables Theatre? The last time Hugo Trubelles was in the director's chair at the Stables was for the enthralling Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Well, he's back, directing again. This time with the thought-provoking piece, Doubt, a parable, written by John Patrick Shanley. The play delves into the murky shadows of moral certainty, with Shanley's characters balancing on a thin line between truth and its consequences. It's been described as an exquisite, potent drama that will raise questions and answer none, leaving the audience to grapple with the discomfort or the uncertainties. I recently chatted with Hugo and two of the cast members, Ed Nash, who plays Father Flynn, and Delaney Forbes, who plays Mrs. Muller, and they're all relishing the opportunity of bringing such a potent piece to the stable stage. Hugo, doubt a parable. It looks like it's a very heavy, very dark subject to cover. What, what made you want to do this? Why was this a point you decided you wanted to direct? Um, I remember seeing it quite a few years ago uh, in London at the Tricycle, and it, what I loved about the play is that it, it asks a question, but it never gives you an answer. And also, I think in the time that we're living in right now, with the advent of social media, one comment can absolutely destroy your life. And I think this play faces that head on, and it will ask of the audience, how do you feel? And would you, which side would you fall on? And is that right? It questions your own morals. Um, so I think it's really important right now to do that. So people will be going to the bar at the end and sort of trying to decide which side of the fence they're coming down on. I hope so. I hope so. I think it's like Virginia Woolf. I think it's going to hopefully spark some conversation and lively debate and, and possibly some arguments. Um, yeah, I think people will react to it very, very differently. Doini, you mm. you are Missy Muller. Yeah. Missy Muller. <laughs> um, what again? What what drew you to the part? What what? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to be in this play? Firstly, Viola Davis plays her in the film. She's <laughs> one of my favourite oh actresses. Yeah, how could I say no? <laughs> what a tall order to follow. But how but, to um, get away with murder? One of my favourite. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> no one does snotty crime better than. Viola. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was just so pleased to be. Um, I'm pleased to be involved in this play. Um, I found out about it through a friend actually, who I used to go to theatre school with, who now lives down here, like myself. Um, my work tends to take me into London, so to do something on my doorstep um, was fantastic. But sorry, in answer to your question, <laughs> um, re really strong woman, um, very like, like myself, so I identified with that. Um, also has a son like myself who she idolises. Lots of similarities and um, a very, although it's the one scene, it's a very intense, strong piece mm -hmm. with lots of emotion and I, I, I loved it as soon as I read it. You, you're a professional actor, aren't you? I you, am, you trained yeah, at Sylvia Young. I did, many, many years ago. You'll laugh. The last stage production I did was actually with an unknown Spice Girl, Emma Bunton, <laughs> at the Lillian Bayless Theatre in <laughs> North London. That, this was like in the 90s, before she, you know, before she became Baby Spice. So yeah, to do something like this, um, 
it's great because it, I'm dipping my toe into a stage as an adult and it's given me the confidence to perhaps go for stuff in London. I've always shied away from the stage because um, you know what it's like with um, TV work, you can cut, mm. um, you can have another go, but this is like, once it's out, that's it. But yeah, it's a real, it's a real, I love a challenge and this is, um, Certainly this is a challenge, yeah. And certainly the staples, you've got that intimacy with the audience as well, because the audience are very close. My brother said, oh, I've got a front row. I was like, what? <laughs> 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 <I'm scared laughs> but um, yeah, it's very intimate. But, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, just uh, another thing I picked up, your, your brother, I think, was one of the longest running oh cast members from The Lion King. He was, yeah, he was oh, in The wow. Lion King for 15 years. Um, he played um, Banzai, and he also understudied... Um, the uh, Mufasa as well. I've seen the show so many times, um, and yeah, it's a wonderful show. I don't know if anyone's seen yeah. it, but it's yeah. a really emotional opening, and yeah, I'm really, really proud of him. Hmm. Yeah. And Ed, t- your character, mm. um, Father Flynn, mm. is kind of, suppose, the man who all the, the focus is on. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I think, I think it's interesting what Hugo was saying at the beginning about um, sort of. That a lot of the questions aren't answered, and that's left to the to the audience a little bit about what they think. What's nice about his character, and kind of what drew me to it, I suppose, is the fact that it allows us to create a backstory. It allows us to create those answers for the character. So, from an acting point of view, it really gives a wide scope to be to really question different things mm-hmm. about the character and, and work on it, rather than it all being in the script already, to be like, he's done this, he's done that, we know that, we know this. That isn't there, which allows for a really nice creative experience in the rehearsal room. Um, but yes, I mean, the, the play does um, revolve around him and what people think, or what some characters know or think they know he's done, um, which is great. Because the, the, there are accusations levelled against your character, yep. and then the, the play sort of looks at that from the different perspectives. Absolutely, yeah. So it's a, an accusation that's made, um, which my character strongly denies, um, and it's about how that uh, power play works as well. So there's a, there's a number of things there as well with the sort of power dynamics within the church as well, which is a very strong part of the play because obviously it's, it's set in that environment. Um, so. Yes, it's it's really about um, someone's belief, what they believe someone's done, and someone trying to fight against that, and how that that sort of battle ensues throughout the play. Like Delaney, you you're a professional trained actor. You Mount View. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so what sort of things have you done in the past? So uh, yeah, I trained at, trained at Mount View. Came out of uh, Mount View in 2012, and then I fell into uh, a bit of directing. And then I did a bit of acting, so I did the, the advert stuff, did some short film stuff as well, um, did some theatre in London, which was great. Went down a completely different path, went into social care, now in brewing, so very different <laughs> different, different world. Um, but I've always kind of wanted to, to have a little step back into it, and I've kept an eye on the Stables Theatre a lot over the last few years. And then I saw Doubt, and I know the play, because I've done it before, many, many years ago. Obviously the same part. And I thought, uh, my I've lived a bit more, I have a bit of a better understanding of the world, um, and maybe I can bring something completely fresh and new to that. So as soon as I saw that there were auditions, I thought, yeah, why not? Let's That's go for really. it. Yeah. I mean, interestingly, and this is a question I think all three of you will probably have dealt with it at the stages. When you, you have been to drama school, when you leave drama school, 
and you want to be an actor, or you want to be in theatre, or what do you do? What what's your what's your step? What's your route map? Is it a case of literally knocking on doors yeah. and finding your own way? I, I you're really protect for me. I was very much protected when you're at theatre school, but as soon as you leave, you're sort of out there. And I a lot a lot, a lot of the ex um, students went into working in theatres front of house, which is what I did, which made means I could see what was going on out there and also have time in the day to attend auditions, because that's the thing, you can't go for a conventional job because you need the time in the day to, to attend auditions. I, I suppose, yes, you, you hear of a lot of aspiring actors in bar work and... Waitressing, because yeah. that Because that fits. Yeah, and it's also that holy grail, I think, when you leave drama schools, get yourself an agent! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of went down that route, like trying to get the agent, keeping the flexible working times, yeah, and I think and times have also changed. Like I still remember, and you might, Delaney, as well. Open auditions, queuing outside. Yeah. You're too young for that. I'm too young. <laughs> newspaper, yeah, the, the stage, stage, stage PCR. Stage. We used to have PCR. PCR as well, yeah. yeah, so it's all it's all changed now. Mm. I think the idea of open mm. auditions don't really exist anymore. I remember queuing for I think it was Beauty and the Beast and it was they were doing it on a Sunday so anybody who was in a show could actually audition I think I turned up at about five in the morning mm. and I got seen at about midday for my 16 bars mm. and that was it and you go home and that must be terrifying actually joining a queue knowing all of these people you know, the whole competitive <laughs> element, that, that yeah I think the more you do it you, you do kind of get to see the same people so you do form friendships within the queue and you know, people, if somebody was turning up earlier than you, they would hold the space for you, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, make some good friends out of that, as, as well as seeing people going, oh, God, you are going for the same part as me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so there is there is that element as well. But, yeah. And what about you, Ed? What was your... Yeah, it's similar. I mean, it, it's, it's tough, isn't it? And, and Hugo said exactly the same for me, really. You leave drama school and it's, you know, get your agent. Your agent's going to get you the work. Get a good agent. Make sure that agent is finding you the right auditions for you. Um, I did that, and I, I'll be honest, I struggled with it a little bit, which is kind of maybe why I went into directing, because I said, I'm just gonna put on my own play and sort of take control and see if I can do it myself, um, which was actually wonderful. I was quite young, so I was 21 when I left drama school. The so naivety of you. The naivety <laughs> of you, exactly that. So I think it was quite a, a shock you know, when I've suddenly got lighting, people to ask me what they want and all this, and I was like, uh, I don't actually know. I don't actually know what any of you are talking about. But I think that was quite a nice um, learning curve for me um, to sort of try and do things myself. Um, but it's tough. It is tough. It's really tough for people coming out of drama school. There's a lot of people that want to do it. Um, and there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's tough. But that was my route, sort of agent and then sort of taking things sort of putting on my own stuff and I suppose you've all been flexible as well so mm -hmm. the, the, the finding the other jobs that you need to do to, 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 yeah. to fill in the gaps but going back to doubt I mean there were some lovely lines I've picked up talk of the the story of you know, being in the murky shadows of moral certainty mm. um, it's, it's a, it's a lovely high-minded phrases um, are those kind of in the back of your mind as you're doing it or you know, how, are you, how are you approaching what is a fairly dark subject in, mm. in, in many ways? I think as a director, a, I, create, I try to create a very safe environment in the rehearsal room. So we talk a lot. I talk a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, I had a very clear idea of what I want to achieve with the piece. Um, 
and I and I certainly didn't want to shy away from the subject. This is what it is, mm. and that's what we're going to present. Whatever the audience may think is up to them. Um, I do my one-to-ones with my actors, so we spend a couple of hours just fleshing out the character, looking where they are within the play, and we go scene by scene, what's mm. happening now? How are you feeling about that? How does the actor feel about it? How does the character feel about it? And then we kind of amalgamate the two, and we kind of form this framework, and then it's over to them to build on that, uh, or to my actors, and they, they are absolutely superb in coming and fleshing it out, and finding new stuff that some of I don't even have thought about. Um, certainly, please, like with Mrs. Muller, it's been going such a nice direction with it. It's, it's, it's lovely, and Delaney's just it's been so open to everything I've given her that we experiment within the rehearsal room, and, and we're coming out with this really strong yeah. woman. Um, and I say, I'm saying with, with with all of them really, and, and, and with Ed as well. I mean, it's it's interesting working with Ed because he's done the part before, <laughs> so coming at it from a young 21 year old, and now we're. 30-something, <laughs> yeah, 30-something with, with a bit of life experience. Yeah. It's also really interesting sort of talking to him about, you know, how does he feel, how does Ed the actor feel mm. about where he is now as an actor uh, and the life experience he now brings to this part. Mm. So, but yeah, we're not shying away from the darkness, absolutely not. But you don't actually have to say it. Yeah. I think we're all old and wise enough to know what's going on in the world. So, yeah. And I think the the fact that we haven't actually in many ways moved on since 1964. Mm. Uh, mm. Especially in the church. Yes. Yeah. Especially in the church. Because it was written in 2004. Yes. So that again was really when the church was embroiled yeah. in all yeah. of the scandals and issues. Yeah. There are only four characters in the play. Yes. There? Being a small company that must lend a sense of intimacy or ability to, to know each other well before you actually go on stage. Yeah, so Rose is back from Virginia Woolf, she's playing Sister uh, Aloysius, um, the, the nun who makes the accusation mm. against our lovely Father Flynn. <laughs> um, and Lily, who was in Breaking the Code, uh, is playing Sister James, um, the younger nun. Um, it's a really lovely cast and they're mm. really supportive of each other and it's, because it is such a dark subject matter, um, I needed that in the rehearsal room, I needed them to support each other, to be able to talk to each other, um, and be open when they felt uncomfortable with something, because um, I think that's important. Especially as a, on the director's point of view, um, I found that really important. Yeah, and I think, I think Hugo has created a really safe environment, but also done that one to work, one work quite quickly in, re- in rehearsals, and also asked us to be off book as quickly as possible, and actually that's made a huge yeah. difference. You know. I think we all feel in a good place now because, like, right, we know the lines, yeah. and that's the bit that we all worry about <laughs> is forgetting our lines. Um, so we we know our lines now, and now it's about really sort of playing and, and fleshing out those characters and trying new things. And I think doing all that work sort of straight away and being like, right, let's really get into the nitty gritty of this. Who are these characters? What do you think about them? How do you feel? Let's put that into something. Learn your lines. Now we can. Now we can play. It makes a huge difference. Huge. You can create light and shade, as we were talking about mm. last week. You can play around with those lines. Mm. Give to, you know, give them tone when you're concentrating on trying to remember the script and yeah. trying to bring your own. Yeah. In, it's really tough. So yeah, I'm off book now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can you, can de- you could develop the character. Yeah. I, I noticed there's a there's a version going on in Broadway next year. Um, there which, is. Uh, <laughs> there is. Which is it? Tyne Daly is um, playing Sister Evolution. Oh, I know. I'd actually, love to go and see it. Um, 
and see what they do with it. Coming back to this issue about weaving you, weaving you looking for answers or weaving you trying to find answers, in terms of your handling of the production, I mean, how, how do you <laughs> maximise that or how do you really get the oomph and the, and, the, and the power behind that? How do you make sure people do go out I think talking about it? It's all in the text, really. Um, so it, it, it does require the audience to really listen to what's being said, um, I think. Um, I have got four fantastic actors who who are completely on board with the not giving the audience an, an answer. Um, and that's really important, because I think if, if even one of them said, well, actually, we, knew, we do need that, mm. it wouldn't work. Mm. Um, Walking the line between truth and consequences, I think, is, is, is another line. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's, and it's not playing the line, it's just saying it. Because yeah. I think the more you play a line, the more you will give it an opinion. And it's not, it's not, it's not my job, nor is the actor's job, to give it an opinion. The opinion will happen outside, in the audience. So you will say the line, and it's, it's up to you how you feel about it. And mm -hmm. you, you may disagree, you may agree. It, it, it's kind of, that's how I look at it. But I don't know, Ed and Delaney, how do you, especially I suppose yeah, Ed. Yeah, I think, I think <coughs> from an acting point of view, it's obviously important that, that I know what my story is and what the truth is for me. But I think Hugo's exactly right. The lines, the lines do it all for us. And I think we've even had people who have been in the rehearsal period who are like, I don't know anymore. Like, I don't know the art, like from an audience point of view, watching it and being like, I thought this and now I'm not sure. And we haven't really changed much at all. It's just maybe hearing the line slightly differently or going, didn't pick up on that line mm. a minute ago and now I'm questioning something. And I think that's, that's the beauty of the text and, and it's, it's so well written like that. Um, but I think it's really important that I think the, the audience do come out and, and, and question and say, what do you think? Because I think this. Um, and that's the beauty of the play. What an exciting thing to come out of the play and, and, and have rather than a definite answer. Yeah. And I think without going too deep, these are some of the questions that we are asking in the world right now with things going on in the media, etc. What do you think? Do you think they've done something? Don't you think they've done something? Where did you hear this? This person said that. And I think that, that this play shines a, a, a light on that, um, which is important. And people's views presumably will shift as the play develops from yeah. the yeah. the start to it. Yeah. They're the jury, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, effectively. And mm. I think it's, it's, it's also when you then introduce the character of Mrs. Muller that takes, takes you on such a journey within, within just one scene. It's, it's quite a, mm. it's a very interesting, sharp yeah. left turn yeah. that yeah. the play takes at that moment. That also, again, as an audience, you kind of go, well, hang on a minute, Matt, what? And that, I find that really interesting, and we've been working really hard on that. We have. Uh, yeah. With Delaney to, 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 to not preempt that, yeah. but to really make it land, because it is such a sharp turn. At the point of recording this, your rehearsals were about to move into the theatre rather than the rehearsal room, so again, it's, it's, that's another that's ma good. major step in the development. Yeah. It will be, it will be. I think um, they've seen the design of the stage, which over the rehearsal period has slightly changed. So, <laughs> and uh, you'll, be, uh, you'll be doing something differently, like uh, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give it away, but I am doing something slightly different. We're not doing it in the round, so um, the seating will be as normal. Um, but yeah, we're doing something slightly different. A different dimension. It, it'd be, a, yes. 
Let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> a different dimension. <laughs> so, so Hugo, just could give me a sales pitch. Okay, so people should come and see it because I think it's a very timely play. Uh, it's very relevant to what's going on right now with, with all kinds of things that are going on in the world. Um, one of the most important things for me is it does, in a way, shine a light on cancel culture. And from somebody who does use social media, who does look at the news, one of my biggest gripes is cancel culture. And I think we, as, as mankind, as humanity, really need to question ourselves whether that is uh, the right way to go. So come, definitely come and see it for that. Um, come and see it for my amazing four actors. They're doing such great work. Um, and it, it'll be differently staged because it's me doing it. <laughs> um, so yes, please buy your tickets and come and see us. And reminders of the dates again? It's October 27th we open and it goes through November 4th. You can now find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for Stables Theatre Hastings. Then if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. And that way you'll be helping other people find our growing catalogue of podcasts. If you'd like to book tickets for this or any other show at the Stables, then go to stablestheatre.co.uk or call the box office on 01424 423 221.